Welcome back to the Swimming with Bobby podcast, night two of short course racing at the Sydney Sprints, the Australian Short Course Championships. And uh, we saw a lot of big names back in the water. Kyle Chalmers raced 100 freestyle. Emma McKeon as well, putting up a fast time. They lit up the pool and there was a great battle in that men's 400 IM. Let's hear about all the action. Kicking things off, we had Kaylee McEwen give that 200 backstroke world record a scare. That's her own world record from November in 2020 up there in Brisbane. She went 158.9, so she took this race out fast up against Beta Nelson, the uh, great underwater kicker there, the American visitor. She beat Nelson, beat McEwen last night in the 100 back just by a touch there at the finish. So uh, that was always going to be a good race. Nelson put the speed on through the first 75 metres or so, was beating McEwen off the turns, but on top of the water, no one can match the speed from Kaylin McEwen. She's the best backstroker in the world and she hasn't lost his 200 backstroke since probably before 2020, to be honest. She's uh, won the Olympics, world titles, Commonwealths, and um, now takes out the Australian short course title there as well. 159.48 was her time. So another world-class swim from Kaylin McEwen. Beta Nelson touched in 202.73, also a solid in-season time there for the American. And Minna Atherton, 203.62. She gets under that Australian qualifying time for the World Championships. So it seems like these qualifying times this time around, they're not um, the fast swimming Australia times that we're used to with those top eight ranked times at the previous year's World Championships. It looks like they're just going off the FINA Ray qualifying times. So we are seeing a case now of two or three or four of the top finishers in each final get under the QT, but obviously there's a limit of 32 swimmers to be selected for the Australian Dolphins to compete at the World Championships in Melbourne. So, you know, everyone's going to tick the first box of getting under that qualifying time, being the first or second finisher, but now they have to be within the top uh, 28 swimmers selected here from these championships, and then they're going to select another four from the Junior Pan Packs as well, some, uh, another four rookies to join the team. So uh, it's going to be competitive, but good to see more swimmers qualifying and getting that eight home. On the men's side, it was a great race between Brad Woodward and Ty Hartwell. Woodward getting the touch by 0.1 of a second, 151.14, and Hartwell 151.28, both personal best times for these, uh, for these good swimmers coming through. Hartwell just 21 years of age, and again, qualifies or, or swims quicker than that qualifying time for the World Championships, and uh, hopefully we see him selected to make his Australian national team debut. And uh, Woodward took it out fast. It's probably just a reflection of where his confidence is at and, you know, his, his speed and just swimming with a bit more confidence and aggression through the front part of these 200 backstrokes. Hartwell had a huge third 50, took a lot of ground off, actually led with 25 to go before Woodward was just able to lift his stroke rate and, and get on the touch again. And when you're in this kind of form, you, you make your own luck. You, uh, you know, you create your own opportunities and now Woodward's, already here in Sydney, got two gold medals. And uh, it was another good swim from Stu Swinburne. He trains alongside Brad Woodward here at N-Swiss under Adam Cable. 152.2, he swims in that 200 backstroke. So he takes off about two seconds from his personal best time and uh, finishes third, but a couple of good PBs here in the 200 free and 200 back for Stu Swinburne. 
The 100 free was hot and heavy, as it always is on the women's sprint side at the national championships. It was the first individual final for Emma McKeon, the Olympic champion back here, in, back in the water here in Sydney. And uh, she took this race out fast. No one could match her through the, pretty much the first 25. And uh, it was pretty even racing after that. But McKeon wins in 51.03. She went out quick in 24.3. So she finishes in about 26.7. So she did fade, and Maddie Wilson was closing fast, a 200-metre champion from last night. The consistent and reliable Maddie Wilson, 51.40, so not too far back. And a good swim from Wilson, another personal best to, uh, to beat and touch out Molly O'Callaghan, the 18-year-old who's the long-course world champion in this event and the Commonwealth champion. But actually, surprisingly to me, just struggling a little bit with her short course racing here. She is so good underwater, and she has such a great back end in her long course races, but she just couldn't match McKean and Wilson on the way out. And um, as good as she is in a, as an underwater kicker, she breathes first stroke off the turn, and uh, especially off that third turn in 100 freestyle, when you're up against the best in the world, you just can't do that. You've got to trans transition your underwater kicks into the freestyle kicks and get into your stroke without lifting a breath, uh, lifting your head to breathe. So um, a bit of experience there for O'Callaghan. She'll still get on the team in a couple of other events and she'll feature in relays, I'm sure. And um, she just got to figure out breathing patterns and kick counts and when and not to, uh, to lift her head. But she'd be better off doing probably two less underwater kicks and not breathing on those first two strokes to carry her momentum through. But um, another classy swim from McKeon. She uh, hasn't really ever focused purely on short course swimming, but gee, she could be a great 100 and 200 short course freestyler. Um, that world record belongs to Kate Campbell at 50.2. There are a handful of swimmers in the world right now that can go 50 points. So, you know, potentially with a bit of a break coming up, after these championships, if McKeon can just re-energise and put in another good block of training, I think she could get close to that world mark from Kate Campbell. On the men's side, again, Kyle Chalmers fired up in front of this big Sydney crowd, 45-5 in the uh, men's 100 freestyle. Again, led it from start to finish, took it out quick, the only swimmer to be sub-22 at the 50-metre mark. And, um, and it wasn't done on that first 25. He's got such good turns and walls and uh, powerful underwater kicks now and again he's somebody just over the years has learned how to transition his swim speed into his turn speed he he doesn't lose any speed in and out of these turns so uh he is the world record holder in this event a great swim he jumped out of the water not puffing at all unshaven and he's only 0.7 off his own world record so that was a great swim there it beats justin rest the visiting american 46.5 and a couple of good swims there from Temple and Will Yang, 46.8s as well, just giving a little bit more depth to the men's relay and um, men's sprint swimming here in Australia. The, uh, the surprising swim came in the B final. That was Cody Simpson, the butterfly, the pop star. He goes 47-0 in the B final. Uh, I didn't think he was that good of a freestyler, but, um, but he nailed that swim, took it out quick in 22.8, um, didn't, didn't fade at all across that last 25 and put his head down to the finish, so... Just getting better with more and more exposure to high-level racing is Cody Simpson and um, trying to take up a couple of new events as well. So that was encouraging and he dominated that B final, but he would have actually been the fourth-placed Australian in the A final if he, uh, if he swam quick in the heats. So, um, you know, that puts his name in the mix for a relay position if he qualifies in the individual 100 butterfly. 
if he doesn't qualify in that, they, they definitely can't look at his B final swim to add him onto the team. Um, but if he does make the team in another event, then uh, like he did in Birmingham, he could find himself on freestyle relays or medley relays or whatnot. So uh, a great swim there from Simpson. Some more new names qualified or potentially qualified for the Australian team in the 200 fly with uh, Lizzie Deckers, the 18-year-old, better suited to long course swimming, but she got the touch over Laura Taylor, who hasn't been on an Australian team over the past couple of years. So their times, 205.6 for Deckers, 205.9 for Laura Taylor. It's under that qualifying time, so they put themselves in a position to be selected. And uh, again, these, these young 18-year-olds like Deckers and like O'Callaghan, they just haven't swam short course for three years. And three years ago, they were 15, you know, like they've just learnt so much. Their body's changed. They've got more speed, better underwater kickers. They need to learn how to actually translate that into short course swimming if they want to be not only winning at a national level, but swimming well at an international level. But um, that was another good win from Decker. She's definitely our best 200 flyer at the moment. And on the men's side, Trenton Julian, the visiting American, he flew out in 51 point at the split and he wins that in 150.7 so that was a a world-class swim here in sydney but um dave morgan the veteran dave morgan uh was about four seconds back in 154.4 outside the qualifying time as well so uh hopefully he can swim a little bit quicker in the 100 fly and get himself back on the australian team finishing things off there was a pretty exciting men's and women's 400 im and uh, you don't often say that about 400 IMs, but um, it was just good racing. It was good racing between young and developing swimmers, especially in the women's 400 IM. We had uh, a couple of 19-year-olds, Kayla Hardy from Crew Swim Club and Emily Muir from Griffith University. So Hardy, the butterfly specialist, took it out fast in 101 and was able to hold that lead all the way through. Muir just flew home on the freestyle but couldn't quite pick her up. But uh, both of those swimmers get under the Swimming Australia qualifying time. So again, two in this women's 400 IM. So there's a lot of swimmers. There's going to be more than 32 that um, warrant selection for the team. But obviously they can only pick 28 from this meet and four from the junior pan packs. So Hardy 432, Muir 433. Um, I bet Hardy didn't think she'd come in here or come out of Sydney as the national champion in the 400 IM. But uh, she's continued to progress down there in Canberra under the coaching of Shannon Rollison. And um, she's going to be tough to beat in the 200 IM as well. And uh, she'll be a pretty handy 100 butterfly sprinter as well later on in this program. On the men's side, a thrilling race there. David Schlicht flew out fast through the fly and the breast and uh, had a big lead coming into that freestyle up against the classy field with David Johnson, the uh, American record breaker in the 800 free last night, the visiting American Seabom Lee, the Olympic representative, and also Tommy Neal, a bounce back to form for the swimmer from Rackley, trying his hand in the 400 IM here, short course at this meet. But uh, Schlicht had a big lead coming in, but it was Brendan Smith, the brawler. He loves to chase home on that freestyle leg, and he flew back in 26-6 and gets the touch over David Schlicht. So they go 4-0-1-1 for Smith and 4014 for Schlicht. Personal best time there for Schlicht, who now trains at the University of Arizona and um, has improved and really shows how skillful he is when it comes to medley turns. So um, they moved to be, I think, second and third fastest Australians of all time behind that Australian record of Tommy Fraser-Holmes at 357. 
And um, that was just a good race. And Smith, you can never count him out. Come that freestyle leg, just like we saw in Tokyo, just like we saw in Budapest where he flew home. He didn't quite get a medal there, but he finished strongly and he does it again here in Sydney. That wraps up all the action for night two. It's, uh, it's probably been a faster meet than expected right now. And we haven't had a short course national championships for the better part of three years. So we're seeing a lot of fast times, a lot of personal bests and a lot of big names um, coming off the back of an intense long course season and an intense travel season still swimming at a really high level. So uh, I think with these world championships getting moved to Melbourne, they do want to swim and take that opportunity to swim in front of a home crowd at the FINA World Champs. So uh, a lot of people swimming fast enough to get selected. The, uh, the team selection at the end of the meet, or it's going to come next week, actually. That's actually going to be pretty interesting to see who they actually end up taking and end up picking because uh, there's a lot of swimmers swimming under that qualifying time and putting their name forth. So uh, we're halfway through. We've got two days to go. Uh, you'll hear from me tomorrow night. Cheers.